Last week on episode five, we talked all about color and how to find the right colors that will work for you based on the color clues provided by our own bodies and also taking into consideration the colors that we are drawn to and how to incorporate both of those in our personal styles. So we covered a lot last time and today I would like to take a little bit of time just to kind of recap what we've gone over and also talk about the practical applications of what we've learned so far and also get into a few reader questions so that we can also get into more specifics too of how to apply these concepts to your real life. So let's get started. Welcome back, Kindred Spirit. Thank you so much for joining me here for episode six. Last week, I sent out an email that said we were moving to an every other Friday schedule. And I really don't like telling you one thing and then switching it up. But all of this has been such a learning curve for me. This podcasting slash audio recording series is something that is just really new for me. So I'm learning as we go along and I appreciate you being patient with me and coming back uh, and giving me another chance. So thanks so much for being here. I really enjoy these conversations and I'm thrilled that a few of you care. So let's get into today's topic. Since we covered so much in the last episode in kind of a, a broad way, there's no way to talk about everything we need to talk about regarding color in one single episode. So I just wanted to kind of pause a little bit and just reinforce some of the things we talked about last time and go over some practical applications regarding some of the things that we have learned. And then I also want to get into some reader questions. So first, let's talk about the practical applications Uh, where we can begin really once we have a better or now that we have a better grasp of color and what looks good on us because most of us can't afford to throw out everything in our closets and start from scratch which I know if you're like me that's kind of my first tendency is oh I have all this new information now that I know better I want to do better and so I'm going to just start over and it's going to I'm going to get it right this time. So once again, how we approach our closets always reflects how we approach other creative projects in our lives. It's it's all the creative process. So it's all it's all going to be the same or it's all going to have the same steps in the cycle. So we might feel really inspired to make all of these great changes, just like whenever you pick up a new talent or skill and you decide that you want to learn everything about painting or knitting or whatever it is and you are in the beginning you're very excited about it and you want to learn how to do it the right way so that's kind of where we're at right now I think if you were inspired by last week's episode to find the right colors or find better colors or maybe you felt like you were you're really close to figuring out your personal colors but now you have a little bit more insight and you are excited to get it right this time so Just a reminder that even though our eyes are open to this new way of looking looking at color, it's still something that's going to be a process that's going to take time. So in my own journey, 
going from wearing black in the Senate or dark colors, neutrals that didn't really suit my personality at all and figuring out that color that I loved color, I kind of went crazy in color. I wasn't very specific about which colors. I just thought, well, it's not a dark neutral, so it must be for me. And my closet just became extremely colorful. And I had a lot of fun with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But looking back, I can think or see photos and say, like, oh, that wasn't, that's not a great color on me. But I had fun wearing it, wearing it and experimenting with color. So again, that's just the creative process. We're not going to, we might be really satisfied with how something is working in our lives and then look back on it and think, what was I thinking? But that doesn't really matter. The point was that we experimented and that we had fun at the time and we learned from that and now we know a little bit better. So for me, I have a better idea of what colors I like to wear and I've narrowed it down. And when I open my closet, I love seeing the spectrum of colors that I've really narrowed down for myself. And I it makes it easier to shop. And when I incorporate, if I do bring something home that doesn't match up with the colors in my closet, that's a good sign that I need to return it because it doesn't flow. So that's just an example of how that once we have this knowledge, we can set boundaries for ourselves. And the more we stick to our rules and boundaries, the more our style is going to be cohesive and truly reflect who we are. So one of my pillars of style, I have four, we've already covered color and fit, or we've started that discussion, I should say. And the other two pillars are rules and boundaries and also personality, which is kind of obvious. But and I, I don't know if I will dedicate an episode to each of those things or if those things will just be something that I sprinkle into the conversation. But right now, this is just a good example of how once we know or once we decide, we don't have to have the right answers necessarily, but once we decide, okay, I think these are the colors that work on me, I'm going to try and incorporate them into this season's capsule wardrobe and we're going to see how they work then you really have to stick to that. If you're experimenting in a way that you want to be fruitful and productive, then you have to stick to your hypothesis. You have to stick to what you think is going to work for you. And even if it's not, even if it turns out that you picked the wrong shade of the colors that you think look good on you, or if you just completely got it wrong, if you thought for sure that you had warm undertones and then you realized later that, you got it wrong, you were in the wrong lighting, or you didn't have a full understanding of the differences, and you realize that you're actually cool-toned, it's okay. You didn't waste all this time wearing the wrong colors. You, You learned something from that, and it was only for one season, and hopefully you didn't spend a lot of money on your quote unquote mistakes. But even if you did, it's okay. I mean, you can you can sell your clothes, you can consign them, and try again this next season. So we'll continue. I want to get to practical applications, but I want to pause here and just mention or kind of give offer this reflection question for us. Why do we place so much importance in our wardrobes? And this, the answer might be different for everybody, but I think it's good to remember that 
Our closets are incredibly personal. We have a very intimate relationship with our clothes because they tell us who we are to some extent. I sent out an email a couple months back about the stories that our clothing tells us. So we all know that our clothes say something to other people. They reflect who we are and other people, whether we like it or not, will make assumptions about who we are based on what we wear. So we can do with that knowledge what we want and consider it as much as we want to. But our clothes also send out our brains a message too when we open our closets. So if we open our closets in the morning and we get this message that we don't have the right body for clothes, that's a pretty ridiculous assessment. But sometimes, I mean, I've I've felt like that before, that my proportions are just so unusual that maybe I'll never find the thing that fits my body correctly and I just need to settle. Well, that could be because I feel that way because all of the clothes in my closet don't fit properly and I haven't found the silhouettes that work for my body. So if that's your closet right now and it's sending you that message, it's worth getting rid of all those clothes to eliminate that message because that's the last thing we need to hear is that there's something wrong with our bodies and they need to change. And obviously we can we can make healthier lifestyle choices, that kind of thing. I'm not saying that that's not a worthwhile thing to consider, but I'm not talking specifically about our weight. It could just be that we, you know, the things that we can't change about our bodies, our proportions and our coloring, those things we can't change. And if, so another example would be if we, if we have a lot of warm colored clothing in our closet, but we are cool toned and we don't have that knowledge about the difference between those two things, we might just think, oh, everything I put on makes me look kind of sickly. Maybe I need to drink more water or maybe I just don't have good skin and that kind of thing. So our clothes, if we don't have the right vocabulary and we don't have knowledge to put clothes in their place, then we are going to give our closets and our wardrobes far more importance in our lives than they actually deserve. We're going to look to them for answers. We're going to think, if everything in my closet fits me well and it just represents who I am, then I'm going to be happy. Or the opposite, if everything in your closet just isn't working, then that that means that I'm just not where I should be in my life and I just need to make all these changes. So I've just come to realize in my own For me personally, my closet is often a reflection of where I am in the creative process in other my other creative endeavors. So this is why I think it's so important that you have another creative project besides your wardrobe, because your wardrobe is a really fun creative project, especially if that's just if if you enjoy clothes and style, then you will then you maybe already consider it a creative project. But even if you don't, like it is, it's always going to be a creative project and I think that's why that's why we're drawn to it in the first place because it's fun and challenging and it it gets our creative juices flowing and allows for self-expression in a similar way that painting 
wood, that we can paint something that reflects who we are. Our clothes can be that for us as well. But if our closets are the only creative projects in our lives, then we can we tend to give them more importance because it's subconsciously. I don't think we're thinking that. We're just, if if all of your life is just working really hard and then coming home and figuring and shopping and figuring out what you're going to wear to the next event, then it just takes a higher place in our lives than than it needs to be. And we can put too much value in what in the stories that our clothes are telling us. So I think it's incredibly important to have another creative project that reflects who you really are in a, in a way that is more important than what you wear. And it doesn't have to be something, it doesn't have to be something that other people see. It doesn't have to be something that you put out there for others to, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to start a business. You don't have to, it can just be something that you do for your own amusement, your own pleasure. It can just be, you want to learn how to knit so that you can make somebody you love a pair of mittens for Christmas. So it's just important that you have something. It doesn't have to be the thing that defines you. It doesn't have to be the thing that you will do for the next 10 years in your creative life. It just needs to be something that inspires you and makes you feel more like yourself. But also on that note, if you don't have a creative project and you are just using clothes as your creative project, just to like spark a little creative inspiration in you, then use that to your advantage. You just keep it at the forefront of your mind that you're not, this isn't an end in itself. You're not trying to figure out your creative wardrobe or figure out the wardrobe that reflects you and that suits all of your needs. You're not trying to figure it out so that you can have a great wardrobe. You're trying to figure it out because once you do, or once you have a better understanding, that that knowledge and that um, the way you apply these things in your life, it's going to overflow into all other areas of your life. So for me, whenever I was experimenting with my wardrobe after after I had a, my first daughter and we had moved from Oklahoma, I mean, moved to Oklahoma from Washington, D.C. a few months before. And I felt like I was just in a really big style rut because I hadn't taken a lot of care in my appearance while I was pregnant because I just it felt like something that was so temporary. I just kind of kept putting it off. And then I just got to this point where I thought enough is enough. None of these clothes work. I need to figure something out. I don't have a big budget. I don't have a budget at all, really. And that's when I started my 10-month thrifting challenge. And that was a really fun and exciting time for me to get dressed. And looking back at those photos of what I wore, I really, I wouldn't wear most of those things today. But I don't look back and think, what was I thinking? I look back and think like, wow, that's such a big improvement from where I was. And I can see now in hindsight, how I've learned, how much I've learned and how I can incorporate some of these things in a different way or in a way that better suits who I am now. But in that time that I was experimenting with my wardrobe, my creativity was so sparked and I was so excited about my newfound inspiration that that transferred into me having the confidence to open my Etsy shop. And from there, I just kept growing in my creative pursuits. And that's a very exciting feeling. And 
it's not that I got to a destination. It's not that I figured it all out. It's that I got on the right track. I was in the right mental space. And I was excited to get up in the morning because I had a creative project that I loved and that was growing me as I was growing this business. So if you don't, if you feel like you don't know what your creative project is that you want to kind of parallel your creative project, don't worry about it too much. Just keep your eyes open. Be on the lookout for something that excites you. Because if you if you don't have the mindset that your creative wardrobe is going to overflow into other areas of your life, then you risk your closet being the heroine of your life, that you look to it for all the answers. You look to it to save you from a mundane life. That's a little extreme, but there, I think that that's something worth considering. So again, you are the heroine of your closet. You are not the victim at all. All right, so I want to end with just a few reader questions that I've received, or maybe not just, maybe not questions, but just things that people have shared with me that they are struggling with. So the first one here is someone says that she's struggling finding clothes that really look good on me. I've started dabbling in color theory and body shape, but I feel like I don't know enough about it to begin picking through my closet or shopping. So this this brings us back to the practical applications that I mentioned before that I promised we'd get to. So this is a good place to bring those into the conversation. If you feel like you have a fairly good understanding but you of color theory and body shape, but you don't know where to start, then the best place I think is to either think of one specific outfit and build one outfit that will look, that you know is going to just be foolproof for you. It's going to be the right colors, the right silhouettes, the right style, and that you just feel amazing in. Build that one outfit and start from there. Let's say it's a pair of great fitting jeans and a really cute top that is in the perfect color for your skin tone and that just makes you happy to wear and the right shoes that just make you feel like you can do everything you need to do in the day and that just suit your lifestyle. So the next thing that you would do is buy a top goes with the bottom half that goes with the shoes and the jeans and now you have two outfits and maybe you want something a little bit dressier so you buy a different pair of shoes that dresses up the outfit a little bit and so now you have two outfits with a little a dressier variation for both so if you're just building off of one outfit slowly then and you're always considering everything you have in your closet and if it's going to match then you are going to develop a cohesive wardrobe just by default Another way you could approach this is a specific uh, occasion. So if you have um, a job interview or um, a wedding, either you are getting married yourself or you're attending a wedding or family photos, that's a really great opportunity to figure out your color palette and your family's color palette and how you can blend all those colors together in a cohesive way. So it, let's take the job interview, for example. You would want to focus on a color on the upper half of your body that worked really well. You don't have to figure out, you don't have to wear all the right colors, but just focus on the right color that will make your skin and eyes really pop. And also figure out the darkest shade that you should be wearing. I don't know if I covered this in my last episode or not, but 
I've read before that the darkest color that anyone should wear is the darkest color on their body. So this could be your hair. So not like obviously this excludes your pupils because everyone has a black pupil, but look around your eye at the iris or the ring around your iris is usually a good place to look. Uh, Or it could be your skin color. Just take a look and see what the darkest color represented on your body is. And you probably shouldn't be wearing a color that is darker than that because it will overwhelm you. So you want to complement your natural skin coloring, obviously. So for me, the ring around my iris is a dark olive green. And I've found this to be true in my own life that I really don't look good in colors that are darker than that. So if I doesn't mean that I if I want to wear a darker shade that I always have to wear olive green, it just means that that would transfer over to blue. I wouldn't wear anything darker than a navy blue, for instance. So this is really good for professional attire because so often we think black or gray when we really have other options for neutrals. You could do an olive green or a navy or just, you know, think outside the lines of typical office wear when you want to, when you're thinking of professional attire. So this also includes jewelry. You want to wear jewelry that obviously looks good on you and will complement your skin tone and will complement your personality. Uh, And this is something also I wish that I had covered in the last episode, so I'll mention it here. So we know that silver equals cool and gold equals warm. So if you have silver, I mean silver, if you have cool undertones, then silver is going to look better on you. If you have warm undertones, then gold is going to look better on you. But here's where we get back to my own personal theory that the colors that you are drawn to, the colors that you like are more important than what is supposed to look good on your body. And my reasoning for that is that when you feel good, when you feel more like yourself, you are just going to look better. You're going to be happier and you're brighter. So for me personally, I have cool undertones. So technically I should be wearing silver silver jewelry. But for several reasons, I prefer wearing gold jewelry, even though that's not that's not my best metal. That's not my best jewelry tone. And part of my reasoning is that I, I don't know why. I just don't feel like myself when I wear silver jewelry. I mean, maybe that's kind of a weird thing to say, but I feel like it's a little bit too icy, too serene. Gold to me is just a little bit warmer and friendlier, and I just prefer wearing it. I also have a lot of gold jewelry that I have from my grandmother, and I like that connection with my family heritage, and I like feeling that tie to her. So that's just a personal choice and you can make that personal choice too. Knowing that you are quote unquote breaking a rule, but it's a deliberate one and therefore it will work. So just things to consider whenever, if you're thinking about a job interview or your wedding day, for instance, if you are choosing to wear a white dress, then it's really helpful to know your undertones because there are a million different shades of white. You can do a warmer shade or a cooler shade. So if you have cool undertones, then a cooler shade of white is going to look better on you. You can also assess the level of brightness. A bright white might look too intense on you if you are soft, if you have a soft complexion, as we talked about in our last episode. So if you just feel overwhelmed and you don't know the next place to start, 
Focus on an upcoming event in your life or focus on one single outfit. So another common struggle that I've heard from from listeners is the pregnancy postpartum changes that if you've had a child, then you understand the challenges that come with these fluctuating body sizes. And somebody said, uh, I'm pregnant and feel super grumpy about buying maternity clothes I won't be wearing next year, but then feel sad at the lack of things that I have that fit. And like I said, I can I can completely relate to that. There is something that feels a little futile about buying clothes for such a temporary phase of life. But at the same time, if you are truly going to accept where you are in your life, then you have to do that. You have to accept that you will be wearing clothes for a few months time and then you won't be wearing them again. So I I know I sound like a broken record, so I won't keep repeating this, but you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can figure out ways to embrace this temporary lifestyle and figure out the clothes that will work for you right now. And if you can make them work, that will, that you can find clothes that work for a pregnant belly, that transition to postpartum, then great. But if you can't, it's also okay to just have clothes that work for you for a few months and you get rid of them and then you buy clothes that work for the next phase of your life. Someone else said that she is struggling with motivation to look nice when she can just wear leggings and a t-shirt. And along those lines, somebody else said, I'm struggling with being bold enough to branch out from jeans and t-shirts. And I found that language interesting because it, it bold is the right word. It, it does take boldness to get out of a habit of jeans and t-shirt if you have just been wearing jeans and a t-shirt to be safe or because it's easy or if that's what everybody in your life wears and you feel like wearing anything else would just make you stand out too much or make you feel pretentious or like you're better than other people because you dress up for your life or that kind of thing but those are all again those are all mental blocks and you shouldn't be worried about what other people think about you, even in this sense. Like, even if you're worried that they'll think that you think that you're better than them, that's that shouldn't be your mindset for getting dressed. And in a lot of ways, if everybody around you is wearing jeans and a t-shirt and you are bold enough to wear clothes that really reflect who you are and make you feel good, then you're going to be giving permission to other people in your life to do the same thing if that's what they've been wanting to do, but maybe felt like they didn't have enough courage to do that. So somebody else said, it always feels simultaneously like too many choices and too few. I think it's because I keep buying clothes I don't end up loving. And it's a style issue too. I know what I like when I see it on other people, but that doesn't translate well to my own closet. So I was thinking about this question and this is where I think that photos can be extremely helpful because I think a lot of us can relate to, we know what we like, but it doesn't translate well to my own closet. And that could just be because we're drawn to things that um, that that would give us a more desirable lifestyle. And that just could be something we have to work through on our own. But it could also be that we're just not brave enough to wear the things that we love on other people. Or it could just be that that what we love on other people truly reflects who they are and it doesn't really reflect who we are. So in my Finder Puff Sleeves Challenge cheat sheet, which you all have access to in the links, um, I can include that again in the email that I send out or in the show notes too. 
But part of the process is if you feel in a, like you're in a style rut or you just need your creative juices to start flowing again, is the challenge is to take a picture of your outfit every day and just keep it on your phone. Don't share it with anybody else. And then look back on those photos and reflect. And I just think it's that's it's more helpful than it sounds like. So if you if you feel like you are in a style rut or if you just don't know where to start, start there. Start by taking pictures of your outfits because whenever you're looking in the mirror, what you see is not necessarily what the people around you see. For one thing, you're standing there stiffly or you're fidgeting with your clothes and turning to the side and seeing how you look and maybe frowning even. That's not how other people see you. They see you as your animated self and in a different light. So photos can be really helpful in giving us the confidence to wear these things more often or to say, oh, I thought that looks really great, but now I can see in a more neutral way now that I'm separated from it a few days later, I'm just looking at this photo. I can see that that skirt length would be better if it were a little bit shorter or my top is not fit. It doesn't fit well or the pattern that I'm wearing is too large for my frame or too small for my frame. It doesn't make, it throws my proportions off, that kind of thing. You can just use more neutral and more neutral vocabulary that is a little bit more objective when you're looking at photos. Another thing I think you can do, and I've mentioned this before in my emails, but I think it's so helpful is if you feel like you don't know what to wear, you have too many choices or too few, just pick something in your closet. Just pick anything in your closet. If it's a pair of corduroy pants or a denim dress, go to Pinterest and type in denim dress outfits or blue corduroy pant outfits and just look at how other people are wearing those things and then try if you find something that you like or that you think might work for you then go to your closet and try to replicate it as best as you can and it might be a pretty poor replication literally speaking but just find some way to kind of compare the two outfits and make them similar in your own way. And I find this is a really, really helpful tool and can make me think outside of the box of how I would typically wear something in my closet. It's just a good way to get inspired in a way that doesn't mean you have to go shopping. You can just shop your closet and it's a way to create contentment with what you already own. So we're going to stop there for today And if you have any specific questions or struggles, please send them in. I love to get to them in another episode. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me again in this episode. And I hope that you have fun experimenting with your closet this week and also maybe experimenting with other creative endeavors in your life as well and kind of comparing the two and seeing if my theory is correct that where you are in your creative project might line up with your thinking in your wardrobe or your your frustrations with your wardrobe might mirror the frustrations in your creative projects. And if you can, if you are frustrated in your closet, you can maybe solve the frustration in your creative project and realize that that solves your closet issues as well. So our closets reveal a lot about ourselves. And if we can just be aware of that, 
then it can help us to be a little bit more objective and maybe not be discouraged quite as easily. So remember that finding your puff sleeves is not an overnight thing. It's going to take time and it the destination will never really arrive just like in our in all of our creative projects. We get to a, a finishing the finishing line for one cycle, one season of our lives or of, you know, the finish we've finished a project but we're still learning. We're still going to be inspired to do another creative project and where the needs in our life will change and require that we make changes in our wardrobe. So it's a never ending cycle. And the more that we can get comfortable enjoying the process, then the more contentment we will have in our wardrobes and in our creative lives as well. So just something to think about as you move forward this week. And as you get dressed every day, you are the heroine of your wardrobe, not the victim and that's empowering. So thank you so much for joining me again today and I will see you next time.